Hello and welcome to Paleo Cinema Podcast 191. My name is Terry Frost and I have a bad head cold. So this time around, in order to save my throat, which as you can hear, doesn't have its usual wonderful dulcetness about it, I'm going to do another music podcast. I'm going to find some movie music that I really like that um, kind of, you know, I've discovered lately, even though it may be older music, I've discovered it lately, and um, kind of share it with you. So sit back, I'll get the contact details out of the way, and we'll start um, hearing some tunes. Paleo Cinema Podcast is a podcast of classic movie appreciation. It appears every two weeks, and the only rule is that the movies have to be more than 20 years old. Probably not going to do genre films because genre films go over to the Martian Driving podcast, but nonetheless, that's the rule. More than 20 years old. You can contact and offer feedback several ways. The first one is the new feedback email address, feedbackpaleo, P-A-L-E-O, at gmail.com. You can go to the Paleo Cinema Cafe on Facebook and leave feedback there and get updates, or you can go to paleo-cinema.blogspot.com and listen to the episodes there and put feedback through. This podcast may contain adult materials, so please don't listen to it when children are around or when you have your granny over. Hey, how's everybody going? Um, as I mentioned, I am feeling pretty shit, apart from the fact that it looks like the um, Conservatives are getting back into government by the hair of their chinny-chin-chins. Um, apart from that, yeah, I've got a head cold, and um, I've been pretty bad for about five days. But I have managed to watch some movies and get together the um, energy to do a music podcast. You'll all be happy to know that there are no Pokemons in the Man Cave. I just checked Pokemon Go, and for those of you listening in the future, this is the week that Pokemon Go came out, and everybody's going mad chasing uh, augmented reality Pokemons around the world. And I, I kind of downloaded it and played with it a little bit, and got very good at flicking those little balls at the Pokemons. But at the moment, there are no Pokemons in the Man Cave. I will update you if that changes. So with all of the um, kind of laying on the couch and making grunting and sneezing and coughing and spluttering noises, I have had the chance to watch a few movies, surprisingly enough. Uh, Let's see, what have I watched? I watched the 2002 version of The Time Machine with Guy Pearce, Samantha Mumba and Jeremy Irons. And Guy Pearce is pretty good in it. Um, He's kind of trying to play it a little bit like... Um, James Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life with the accent he puts on but uh, apart from that it's kind of so-so and uh, the special effects are a bit dated to be honest with you they're not quite um, up to the standards we have now but again uh, special effects do change and there are movies that we love the special effects of when they came out that uh, I'm viewing further down the track Simply don't cut the mustard. Um, so I watched that. I did watch an interesting little British crime dramedy, as they say, a drama comedy. Dom Hemingway with Jude Law playing a tough um, safe cracker in London who gets out of jail and um, wants his money back and wants to um, move on with his life. It's kind of fun. It's not the most perfect film in the world. And it does owe a little bit to Sexy Beast. But nonetheless, it was interesting to watch, particularly the sight of Jude Law fucking a wall safe. And you got to like any movie where a beautiful woman karaoke's a Jacques Brel song, even if she is the kind of villain of the piece. I know our friend Armin just bought a copy of that, and um, he, quite, he says he saw the first 10 minutes of it. And was kind of sucked in. By the way, you don't know how much coughing I've got to edit out of this podcast. But I'm going to get through it. I'm determined. I've got the finish line in view and I'm going to get there. So apart from that, I did watch the start of, and haven't finished yet, Bob Girl Goes Calypso. Which stars Bobby Troop, who was married to Julie London. And also wrote the song Route 66. I like Bobby Troop for that. Good jazz musician. Not a particularly gifted actor. But uh, Bob Girl Goes Calypso is one of those Columbia movies from the 1950s where they tried to um, cater to the teenage market and put in a whole bunch of nightclub acts together with a very thin plot and a few character actors, including George O'Hanlon, who, apart from playing Joe McDokes in the old short films in the 1940s, was the voice of George Jetson. So it's interesting to see um, George O'Hanlon in there. Um, having a go and, and kind of not quite playing the comic relief, but nearly getting there. Um, I did rewatch Superman Returns, the 2006 one, 
with Brendan Ruth and Kevin Spacey. And yeah, it's no better than it was then, so don't even bother. Uh, I did see a 1965 British science fiction movie that I hadn't seen before, very low budget, kind of very dodgy, called Space Flight IC-1, which looks almost like it was filmed for BBC television at the time. It's got that kind of low production value. It's got some good ideas in it that don't really, that doesn't really have the budget to um, represent the way it might have with a larger budget. Uh, it's about the first um, interstellar colony ship being set out of Earth in the year 2015, which is always cute. Um, and uh, things go wrong. The, there's a totalitarian regime on Earth that sends the guys and women out there. They've got um, sons but no daughters, and people are talking about whether they should breed on the ship or wait until they get there and all this sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, so I'm not going to do a spoiler on that because I may talk about it in a future podcast. It's interesting enough for that. I may go into a Martian drive-in podcast fairly soon. But Spaceflight IC1, kind of liked it. I did see a 1976 spy drama directed by Peter Collinson, who directed one of my favourite 1970 spy dramas, Usual Suspects. And that was The Sellout, starring Richard Widmark, Oliver Reed, and Gail Honeycutt. And also has um, Sam Wanamaker in it, Vladek Shabal, who I like a lot. And it's set in Israel um, during the Cold War and... Uh, both sides are deciding to kind of trade off Asians they don't need anymore and have the other side assassinate them. And Oliver Reed's character, who is a double agent, gets involved with it. And Widmark's character, who's a retired agent, gets involved with it as well. He sells antiquities in Tel Aviv. It's interesting because it's got that different um, location and the geopolitics of Israel are a lot different than they are now, but they're a lot different than a lot of the other places where 1970s spy movies were set. Uses locations really well, and if people want to see what Israel looked like in the 1970s, it's not a bad little movie to watch for that. Um, Gail Honeycutt's in it, and I like Gail Honeycutt a lot. Um, Oliver Reed's over the top at times, and um, his character's a little bit rapey, but there's some good car stunts in kind of 1970s small sedans going across the desert and the rocky... Um, outcrops around Israel. Uh, it's, it's worth checking out if you haven't seen it for a while. It's quite a, a fun little movie. Then I saw, uh, I was actually going to do these two movies for this podcast, but with the throat, I've decided I'm going to do it slightly differently. So the two movies I was going to watch are uh, Love Has Many Faces with Lana Turner, Cliff Robertson and Hugh O'Brien in it. These are both the women's films. What some people crudely call chick flicks, um, which I'm not going to talk about because I'm going to do it in a future podcast. And the other one is Sylvia, starring Carol Baker and George Maharis. They're both from the mid-1960s. Both have soundtracks by my favourite um, soundtrack composer, David Raxon. And um, the, I'm going to find interesting things to say about it. One of the other reasons why I'm not doing it this podcast is I actually want to get a female friend on board to talk about it as well. I want to get a female viewpoint on these 1960s women's films. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to have to um, put them on a thumb drive and hand them over to somebody. I may get Narelle to do it. Uh, Narelle has been on Martian Drive in a little bit, but I'm kind of keeping it open on who I get to do that. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And I like the movies too, so one more, one more than the other. But uh, they're worth talking about because they're very much a part of 1960s trash culture, what was called trash culture, but wasn't really trashy by our viewpoint. And so there'll be plenty to uh, talk about with those films. And in fact, I'm going to start off the music for this podcast with the theme songs from those two movies. They're both syrupy 1960s studio products. But I like the music more than I like the lyrics because I like David Raxon's music. And um, the orchestrations, you've got to listen to the orchestrations on these because they're very typically 1960s Hollywood orchestrations, which has got its own charm about it if you look at it from a certain viewpoint. This first one is Nancy Wilson singing Love Has Many Faces, which is kind of cool. It's got a slight bossa nova beat to it. song and a dance a chance for fun 
I said love has many faces And oh, I mean to kiss everyone I always used to say I'll take the bouquet Not just one rose be surprised to know that the movie that comes from is set in Acapulco. It's got that feel about it. Now, David Raxon's music for Sylvia is very good. Um, the overall soundtrack, which I have a copy of it, is really good. Um, the theme song is very syrupy and stringy and um, kind of the sort of music that men thought women liked in chick flicks. Uh, but it's kind of evocative. The movie's more interesting than the song, to be honest with you. Um, this is Paul Anker singing the theme to Sylvia. Sylvia 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 Smile for me Fill my world with poetry Forget those faraway dreams That haunt you Sylvia, young in years, let the sunshine dry your tears, and we will walk in the wind and stars like April lovers with hearts aglow till love discloses where the sea. Roses grow Sylvia Smile again Make my world Worthwhile again Without you No sun Will shine That song goes on for about a minute too long. Sylvie's an interesting movie. It has the best, an absolute best, in cinema history. The best karate-chopping cross-dressing pimp. And you've got to give it props for that. So now we're going to something a little bit different from the same era. Um, it's from a movie called Caper of the Golden Bulls, which was a caper film starring Stephen Boyd. In fact, I have... 
the Australian Daybill poster for that movie. And it's a pretty good poster. It's a you know, so-so movie. But the soundtrack was written by Vic Mizzy, who people best know for writing the theme to the Adams Family, amongst other things. And it's got a very 1960s feel about it. And I'm kind of really grooving on 1960s um, studio music at the moment. Uh, so here it is, Vic Mizzy's uh, The Caper of the Golden Bulls.
That one's got a little bit of a kind of um, Perez Prado, Juan Garcia Esquivel kind of feel about it, which is kind of cute. Frank Sinatra did very few songs that were designed to be played in a gay bar in a movie. In fact, he only recorded one and he made sure that it wasn't a hit because of that association. It's from a movie called Advice and Consent, which I talked about on a very early Paleo Cinema podcast way back in the last decade. And the gay bar is shown to be sleazy and horrible and not the sort of place anybody would want to be in under any circumstances. They kind of demonise the place, and they, of course, were demonising homosexuality because the whole movie's main theme is um, a senator who has had um, gay relationships while in the military starts getting blackmailed about it, and um, that plays out in the backdrop of um, United States government and things like that. The guy's played by Don Murray, and it's also got a fantastic role in it by Charles Lawton. But you've got to listen to this song with the idea of it being played in a um, gay bar. It's called Heart of Mine, and um, it hasn't really been re-released since the early 1960s, but it's definitely got a tone about it that makes things kind of interesting. Heart of mine, let another heart be part of mine. Let another's dream be the dream I'll follow. Let me hear a voice, a secret voice. A voice that will say Come to me And be what I need you to be Long alone I have sung the loser's song alone Unbeknown, I build my hopes to heart. The hearts I've found are tightly bound together, but mine, the loneliest of hearts is mine It's tasted of the bitter wine This lost torn and tossed part of Now, the interesting thing about that song is nowhere in it is gender mentioned. It doesn't say he's singing to a male. It doesn't say he's singing to a female. It is a love song in a totally neutral gender tone, which I think makes it really, really interesting. And it's time to move on. This very weird track isn't movie-related. I'll be upfront with you about that. It was recorded by John Burles, who was an Australian DJ, and Terry Bisco, who was a bongo player. And it is singularly weird and very, very beatnik. It's the Little Beat Bongos. Many beats ago in a tiny workshop on the outskirts of Dao, an old daddy sat fashioning from fine teak a set of bongos. Very small, yet very frantic. He added the skins as an afterthought and tapped gently with his fingers. During the night, a stranger entered the tiny workshop still on the outskirts of Bubabadao and motioned gently with his hands over the little beat bongos. Here I am in Bubabadao. My life begins with these skins. I can make my way in the world alone with the way out sound all around. The strange stranger crept away with the little beat bongos, tapping gently, rapping quietly, drumming softly. 
By daybreak, he was in orbit, the capital of Bubabadao. Found a pad, paid the rent from his pocket. He went to sleep and could hear his heart beating. He awoke early evening and tucking the little beat bongos under his left arm, he strode out in search of life. Nightlife. He reached the street of cellars, dark and damp, each one beckoning to the bowels of the earth. Come way down, bring your skins where life begins. Make your way to the world below with the way out sound all around. He sidled down the oozing steps through the smoke to stand with the family of bongos. The very strange stranger and the little beat bongos spent many such nights in this fashion, going from cellar to cellar. The strange stranger had become very thin, his clothing hung loosely, hair was matted and his eyelids drooped like the folds of a softly blowing curtain. His whole frame was racked with a grey trembling. He was sitting in the half-light by the last of the archways in the street of cellars, the coldness sliding around him, refusing to touch him. A face suspended drifted to him, offered him a small packet. The very strange stranger wallowed in his pockets for coin. His eyes went from the packets of the little beat bongos many times. And finally, with a shudder, it's the last breath of life between two lips, he handed to the face the little beat bongos, the symbol of his searching. As the face moved away, the stranger whispered softly, then almost inaudibly, Here I am in the street of cellars, without my skins, where life ends, to make my way to the world below without a sound at all around. I hope that's blown your mind sufficiently. I really like it. Um, I heard about it ages and ages ago on an old vinyl um, LP of Weird Australian Records. Uh, I actually transcribed that one myself so it's very very hard to find I think it's called Antipodean Atrocities if you can find the album but anyway it's time to move on for a bit of Lalo Schifrin uh, the really unusual soundtrack he did for a David McCullum movie in the 1960s called Sol Madrid which I'm still trying to find a decent copy of um, the soundtrack really does kind of lurch around a little bit and I can't really get my head around what he's trying to do with it but um here it is. Just me, or is that all over the fucking place? Um, anyway, it's time to move on. 2010 documentary. I've got a song that plays in that. It's Richard Hawley's Tonight the Streets Are Ours 
from Exit Through the Gift Shop, the Banksy documentary from 2010. I really like the vibe on this one. It really is a cool track and shows that not all music from the 21st century sucks. Got feelings in your heart Don't let fear of feeling fool you What you see sets you apart And there's nothing here to find you It's no way for life to start Do you know that tonight The streets are Tonight the streets are ours And these lies in our hearts They tell no lies Those people they got nothing in their souls And they make our TVs blind our vision and our goals Oh, the trigger of time It tricks you So you have no way to grow But do you know that Tonight The streets are Tonight The streets are and These lights In our hearts they tell no lies And no one else can haunt me The way that you can haunt me I need to know you want me I couldn't be without you And the light that shines around you No, nothing ever matters more than not doubting The streets are While that track was playing, a wild Pokemon entered the man cave and got caught by me. It's an ugly looking little spud called a Rattata, which I think is a cross between Rattatui and a Frittata. But either way, I caught the thing. And um, it surprised the fuck out of me because I wasn't getting a signal here in the man cave, which is in an obscure corner of the residence. But nonetheless, take that, you little fucking Pokemon. Time to move on. People say that Genghis Khan didn't give a Mongol darn and murdered every bloke he used to meet. While Jack the Ripper, so it said, would meet a broad, then cut her dead. And Dracula drank Bloody Mary's neat. Lucretia Borgia, so they say, poisoned people every day. And Lizzie Borden massacred her mum. While to some there's no disputing that the orgies of Rasputin was the reason for the shooting of the bum. <laughs> but though that whole caboodle was perverse, <laughs> 
you're looking at a fella who is worse. Think of the lives I've blighted, wrongs I've wrought and never righted. When I think of the poor, benighted people I hurt. When I think of the folks who used to give me their trust. Kicked in the dust, left in the dirt. When I think of the path I've taken, friends I've used and then forsaken. Well, it's obvious I don't give a damn. History, how I've lasted. I must be history's biggest bastard. What a son of a bitch I am. <laughs> when I think of those overheated vestal virgins I've mistreated, all those innocent maids I've cheated, how do I feel? When I think of those charming little cherries I stole, how can a soul be such a heel? me in those ladies' houses, Hercules, without his trousers, while I'm having some wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. Kid, if you're wondering who your dad is, look at the last of the big-time daddies. Oh, what a son of a bitch I am. <laughs> what a story, glamour, glory, it's an all-time thrill, it's a kind of a movie. Gets you here, so sincere. It'll make a million dollars. We're in clover. Move on over, Cecil B. DeMille. What a gentleman, just one look, and you'll know it's a hell of a show. Disinfection from top to toe Oh, and I think of that sweet young lad that I used to be Where can we Where did we go? Oh, and I wake up at night and follow what's in store for me up yonder Well, it's certain as hell I'm in a jam Oh, what a layabout scheming lecture Oh, could I do it again? You betcha. Oh, oh what a son, son of a bitch! That was Anthony Newley, Stubby K, and Ron Rubin singing Oh, What a Son of a Bitch I Am from the musical Can Hieronymus Merkin Ever Forget Mercy Hump and Find True Happiness? which was Anthony Newley's little Romana Clay um, attempt to be a half-assed Fellini. Uh, very unsuccessful movie. I've only seen a bad VHS transcription of it, but um, it's bad enough that I'm tempted, should it come out on DVD, to uh, fork out the money and actually um, buy a copy of it. That's how bad it is. So let's try something else. Um, maybe a Western On the 310 to Yuma That's where I saw my love The girl with the golden hair Not a word between us was spoken No, the silence never was broken But before she left her eyes said a sad goodbye Said a Said To think of the chance that I missed I could cry To think of the lips left unkissed Perhaps she'll ride again On the 310 to Yuma 
and I can meet my love and tell her how much I Though I have no reason to go there And there's not a soul that I know there When the three tend to you my leaves If I have the fear I'll be there I'll be That was Frankie Lane with 310 Yuma from the movie of the same name. The first one, not the second one, which I haven't seen. So far, this podcast has been a bit of a sausage fest, so I'm going to change that now. The soundtrack to the um, Guy Ritchie reboot of The Man From U.N.C.L.E. is surprisingly good. Too many soundtracks to action films have all the usual things in there. Somewhere along the line, you'll have All Along the Watchtower in it. And, you know, they, they keep using the same tracks all over and over again, but Guy Ritchie doesn't do this with The Man From U.N.C.L.E. He gets cool 1960s music from across Europe and America and uses it to build the kind of funky vibe that he wants for the movie. All strength to him. Um, we're going to have to forgive him for marrying Madonna when he did, but I think that Man From U.N.C.L.E. is kind of a bit of fun. Totally, I don't think Henry Cavill is cool enough to play a Napoleon solo, nor is Army Hammer charismatic enough to play Ilya Kuryakin. But uh, Alicia Vikander is very good at it. Hugh Grant, surprise, surprise, is very good at it. As are a number of the smaller character roles. But the soundtrack is first class. Here's the track from right at the end of the soundtrack, which is very, very cool. It's Nina Simone, Take Care of Business, and it just fits perfectly where it is in the movie. Okay, while we're on the subject of things sexual, and that song does have a lot of suggestive stuff in it, I'm going to play a couple of tracks by Winoni Harris, a blues shouter who sang some very honest songs about sex. Keep on churning till the butter comes. Keep on churning till the butter comes. Keep on pumping, make the butter flow Wipe off the paddle and churn some more Little boy blue, come blow your horn Cows in the meadow, sheep's in the corn Take the sheep, leave them be 
Keep on churning till the butter comes. Keep on churning till the butter comes. Keep on pumping, make the butter flow. Wipe off the battle and churn some more. Keep on churning till the butter comes. Keep on churning till the butter comes. Keep on pumping, make the butter flow. Wipe off the battle and churn some more. How now, brown cow, keep on eating. Hey, go in your shed, be sure you're fed. Go in your shed, be sure you're fed. Daddy needs butter for his short and red. Keep on churning till the butter comes. Keep on churning till the butter comes. Keep on pumping, make the butter flow. Wipe off the battle and churn some more. Like a rubber band It ain't the meat, it's the motion Makes your daddy wanna rock It ain't the meat, it's the motion It's the movement that gives it the sock Some girls who are big and fat Some fellows don't like to see them like that But I like to see them big and tall The bigger they come, the harder they fall It ain't the meat, it's the motion Makes your daddy wanna rock It ain't the meat, it's the motion It's the movement that gives it the sock That makes your daddy wanna rock all night I got a little girl who lives down the street It ain't much of her but she's mighty sweet When she starts rocking she don't wanna stop It makes a man I wanna blow his top It ain't the meat, it's the motion Makes your daddy wanna rock It ain't the meat, it's the motion It's the movement that gives that second track wasn't uh, Win Only Harris. It was The Swallows 
with It Ain't the Meat, It's the Motion, the original 1951 version. I love the fact that the band is called The Swallows. And the previous track was, of course, Winoni Harris. So I'm going to move on to something slightly different. Let me have a look what I've got here. Yeah, another track from the Man From U.N.C.L.E. soundtrack, which is really, really cool. This one's actually an Italian song from the 1960s called Il Mio Reno. And um, I just kind of like it. Fatina che non vidi mai Tu sei stata regina del regno che un giorno sognai E tu, mio caro vecchio albero Tu sei stato il castello d'un regno neppure lo sai D'un regno con un solo soldato Cercava le streghe, voleva cacciare assassate D'un regno che ogni dì riviveva I mille e mille e mille c'era una volta Se non m'avessero detto Fiabe sono storie non vere, il mio regno avrei. Un regno con un solo soldato cercava le streghe voleva cacciare sassate un regno che ogni dì riviveva i mille e mille e mille c'era una volta se non m'avessero detto mai le fiabe sono storie non vere il mio regno avrei that was Luigi Tenko with Il Mio Reno which means my kingdom very very cool stuff so I'm going to finish up with another bit of Dirty Boogie this is the Dude Droppers with Little Girl, Little Girl. Little girl, little girl, you better stop talking in your sleep. Little girl, little girl, you better stop talking in your sleep. You're calling out names I know doggone well ain't. Little girl, little girl, you better stop smiling when you dream. Little girl, little girl, you better stop smiling when you dream. You're thinking about another, that's just the way it seems. You call me Jack, Mike, Pete, Dan, Sam. Joe, I can't take it no more, little girl, little girl. You better stop talking in your sleep. You calling out names I know doggone well ain't me. Now when I told you what you said while you were talking in your sleep, you said get away your big dope cause you give me the creeps. You roll and tumble while you're talking in your sleep. You're laughing and sighing what you dreaming must be sweet. Little girl, little girl, you better stop talking in your sleep. You are thinking about another I know doggone well ain't me. Well, when I 
tell you what you said when you were talking last night. The first thing you do is wanna fuss and fight. But I can look and tell by the expression on your face. Some other cat is taking my place. Little girl, little girl, you better stop talking in your sleep. You're calling out names I know doggone well in me. You call me Jack, Mike, Pete, Dan, Sam, Joe, I can't take it no more, little girl, little girl, you better stop talking in your sleep. You're calling out names I know doggone well ain't me, ain't me. Okay, that's about it for this time around. I'm sorry that it's a music podcast, but um, I just didn't have the energy or the voice strength to uh, do an entire podcast. So anyway, look after yourselves. I'll be back next week with a Martian Drive-In podcast. I've already got the movies lined up for that. I'll be back in two weeks with a Paleo Cinema podcast. In the meantime, look after yourselves. Stay warm if you're down here. Stay cool if you're up there. And I'll catch you again later on. Take care. Thank you to all of the Patreon subscribers and here are the credits in the style of movie credits to acknowledge and thank all of them. We have Tom, our focus puller, Sarah, our special effects technician, Ian, our caterer, Grant, our technicolor consultant, Claire, our script doctor, Gary, our prop master, Morris, our music director, Jan, our dialect coach, Armin, our key grip, Matt, our rattlesnake wrangler, Elaine, our scientific advisor. Julia, our casting director. Chris, our camera operator. Christopher, our gaffer. Miss Jane, the wardrobe mistress. Tansy, the foley artist. Alyssa, the location scout. Mark, our second unit director. Paul, our special makeup effects director. Tammy, our donut wrangler. Tim, our New York unit director. Rabbi Steve, our spiritual advisor. Steve, our script doctor, Dylan, our goat wrangler, Eric, our set security lead, Kerry, our second script doctor, Richard, our set photographer, and our extras, Kathleen, Mark, and David. And let's not forget Steve Sullivan, our director of Monster Effects, and Richard C., our transportation co-captain. So thank you very much to all the subscribers, and you too can subscribe at patreon.com slash paleocinema. Traveling abroad in a continental style It's my belief one must attempt to be discreet Subsequently bear in mind your transient position Allows you a perspective that's unique You'll find your itinerary a blessing and a curse. Your wanderlust won't let you settle down, and you'll wonder how you ever fathom that you'd be content to stay within the city limits of a small Midwestern town. Most vagabonds I know Don't ever want to find the culprit That remains the object of their long relentless quest The obsessions in the chasing Not the apprehending The pursuit you see never Without fear of contradiction, Bon Voyage is always hallowed in conjunction with the handkerchief from shore by a girl who drives around.
I'm blue And furthermore it's overly Concerned that she won't see him anymore Planes and trains and boats and buses Characteristically Evoke a common attitude of blue Unless you have a suitcase And a ticket and a passport And the cargo that they're carrying Is you A foreign affair Juxtaposed with a state sign And domestically approved Romantic fancy Is mysteriously attractive Due to circumstances knowing It will only be parlayed Into a mess 